1: Feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass I'm back in my helmet, cleats and shoulder pads Standing
0: in the huddle, listening to the call Fans going crazy for the
1: boys of fall. Hey everybody Welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm Dave Johnson. I'm your host. Glad to be here Tuesday night. Uh, talk a little bit about football sports in general. Whatever we never know what we might get into or uncover. I do have uh, in a little bit. I have several questions that have been sent to me today to, to answer and uh, try to get over all of them and uh, answer them as best I can and. And uh in my honest opinion, I I guess I should say and uh, so, get into that. Um, been a, a good week in college football. We're finally getting into where some games are being played amongst some good teams and starting to see a few upsets. Uh Wisconsin went down this week to Illinois may have just saved Willby Smith his job. I don't know if that's enough to or not, but uh they, uh they they haven't did so well, you know, with his resume and his background and being uh into the Super Bowl and all that. It's just not been uh too good of a year or, or several years for him, as I may say, uh up there in uh Illinois. So uh but Nevertheless, they did knock off undefeated Wisconsin. Uh, which Wisconsin, in my opinion, is going to lose two in a row because they got to play Ohio State this week. I didn't get to. I didn't get to see Ohio State play. I don't even know if they did or not. But uh, I, I'm I'm still sold on them being the best team in the country uh, right now. Well, I've probably seen them play. Uh, I don't know, several several halves, I guess, at different times. And to me, they look to be the most complete team. Um, I know Alabama uh, lost their starting quarterback for a week or two. They played Tennessee, and he got knocked out of the game, had ankle surgery. That's certainly going to hurt them, especially if he's not back to play against LSU. I know they play Arkansas this week. He can probably... They can probably uh surely win without him this week, but I'd I'd say playing L S U uh they they're definitely gonna need it. Uh so speaking of LSU, they got a tough game again this week. They play Auburn and uh you know <laughs> those those conference games, man, I'm telling you those they're, they're always losing conference games, they're always I mean that's like as well as Alabama's played this year and as good as they are, Tennessee held them to less points than than anybody has all year. Tennessee, you know, should should have a winning record, but uh, they played poorly early on, and uh, so therefore they don't. And uh, but you know, it's, it's these conference games, I man. I'm telling you something about them. You know, it's just like in the pros when they play those divisional games and and that stuff. And, you know, Tennessee and Alabama, they're always going to play. I heard them talk about that. You know, they're trying to uh, get some of those games moved off where they can uh, maybe get other uh, ranked teams to play. But uh, that's one game I heard them say they would never get rid of. So there's there's several teams in in college football right now that I think, you know, uh, can can honestly win it. And, uh, you know, I, I'll be honest, I, I don't think Clemson's one of them. I know I had not been too high on them all year, but I watched them play more this week. And, uh, you know, for a half, Louisville really played with them. I mean, Trevor Lawrence turned the ball over several times, throwing it into – you know, harm's way and didn't need it, didn't need to, you know, got a, uh, got a good arm, got good receivers over there. There's no sense to force that ball. He, he's, uh, he's good with his legs. He can, he gained all kinds of yards run the ball. You know, it's, it's hard to, uh, you know, confidence can go a long way. And sometimes, you know, these, these players just get where they think they can, you know, do about anything with the ball, and, and that's what happens sometimes. Not saying it, you know, what it was with him, but you know, it sure looked like he was just forcing the ball and throwed it up several times, and two of them got intercepted, and one of them, his receiver, you know, came down with. It. So, uh, but uh, we got Oklahoma undefeated, <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, I think they're they're pretty good. I know I say pretty good mild, modest, but, you know, I don't think they've played these teams with, with the defense yet that they're going to have to to win it all. Um, I know Ohio State's not in the SEC, but they play defense up there like they're in the SEC. Um, then you got Alabama, of course, you got LSU, and, um you know, what about Baylor, you know, I don't know. But I, maybe they'll have to play Oklahoma. I'm not sure, but you know, they're undefeated. Uh, you got several, several teams there that, you know, you, each week you say they might get a little test, and they do get a little bit, and then they, you know, end up blowing them out. And I mean, it's like Oklahoma, no doubt about it. Jalen Hurts is a is a good quarterback. I mean, I think you know, he proved that started as a freshman and um won enough games to, you know, win that national championship just at the end sort of didn't play good. Uh, they they've helped him out in the passing game. You know, him him rolling out and moving his legs with the threat to run it is a, a really big plus for him uh as far as throwing the ball and completing it. And you know something else too when you when you're rolling out, and if you're doing it correctly, your eyes are always downfield. You start to run, the defense comes up that you've got open receivers moving around, that you should have. And uh, he's really good at finding those or running it when they don't come up. So, you know, that's just a little hint that some young young quarterbacks out there, uh, you know, I know we struggle with it in women's football with, with the quarterbacks we've had over the years. You know, we really struggle with back when they leave the pocket. Is you know to get their eyes downfield, they just want to tuck it and run, and you know, not not really look beyond you know the person getting ready to tackle them. And usually there's somebody somewhere standing wide open, and you know, it just comes with lots of reps. So naturally, he he really good at that. That's one of his best. You know, his best. Uh, I don't know exactly what you know. One of his best things he does or does the best, and he's uh, uh really really good at that. So uh, they're certainly playing good. I seen their defensive stats. We uh we watched the game. And Jennifer watched the game, and before they played started playing, they showed last year's defense, and uh, they were last. And I don't know how many categories. And now they're in the uh, number three or two in every category. So their defense is really, really helping uh, their offense out as well. You know, they're getting scores, they're getting stops. Uh, You know, I'm I'm telling you, and I know the Big 12 out there has been known to play, you know, offense more than they have defense over the years. But, you know, at some point when you run up on somebody, that can stop you and you know control the clock and run the ball. They're they're going to beat you. In my opinion, that's what's happened to Oklahoma and a lot of these teams over the you know past few years. And you look last year when Clemson beat Alabama in the uh, uh, national championship game. They did Alabama what Alabama did to everybody else all year long. So I think I think these teams are starting to. Figure it out, you know, that winning a lot of games is okay, but you know, if you're gonna, uh, if you're gonna win it all, you're gonna have to improve your defense. Uh, speaking of that guy, uh, the defensive coordinator, he uh, he used to be on uh, Urban Meyer's staff at, at Ohio State, uh, left there and went somewhere else, and now he's the uh, D coordinator for Oklahoma. So Yeah, I mean, you know, Urban Meyer, Florida guy, learned to play defense won those national championships at Florida. you got to learn, you know, he learned, listen, you're going to win it all. You're going to play in the SEC. you got to play some defense. And uh, I think that's why Ohio State's so good now. I know he's not coaching that team, but he certainly has a hand in it, you know, and uh, they're pretty much his players. I just I just think that you know at that point he's uh, he's got his hand on it he's he sort of sent the recipe out there for uh, you know what it what it's going to take to to win a championship uh, again you know us being back here in the SEC country we see it every week you know they bang up on one another beat each other up and, uh, you know then they get in some of these other games and it's, you know, it's real, it's like playing their their off schedule. So there's a lot to it. Um, So I think, you know, with that being said, I I don't think Clemson is as good as they were. I think Oklahoma State is better than they were last year for the simple reason. Um, They can play defense. I think that um, Jalen Hurts, to me, does a better job than, than the Murray guy did because uh, you know, he's bigger, uh sort of a dual threat kind of guy and he's smart, uh, can see the field a little better. I think they're I think they possibly, you know, might win out and, and be be one of the teams in the playoffs. Um, I think Ohio State will be there. Um I guess a lot of it depends on if uh, uh if a one win team is you know going to get in or not uh, because alabama and l s u play in two weeks i know that uh, alabama and uh, they uh, uh, uh they um alabama plays uh Arkansas this week but Two weeks they play LSU, but LSU and Auburn play, and then Auburn, uh, Auburn and uh, Alabama will play at the end of the year. So you know it's it's very possible Auburn got beat by Florida, so they got a one they got one loss. If uh, LSU uh, gets beat by Auburn, then LSU will have one loss. If they were to beat Alabama. And Alabama would have one loss. So, you know, then you've got uh then at the end, uh Alabama or Auburn one would knock each other out because if if they if Alabama would happen to lose and Auburn happened to win out, uh whoever would win that game would have only one loss. So um there's a lot to be, you know, decided there. Um I think it's gonna be uh tough for SEC to get two teams in because I think uh, with and schedule, I mean, they don't even play. I mean, ACC is really, really weak, and uh, I don't think that uh, anybody's going to beat them, so I think they're going to stay up there, and I think that these, these SEC teams are going to bang up on one another, knock each other out, so it's probably going to be uh, one SEC team: Oklahoma, Ohio State, uh, Clemson, some somewhere along that line. I, I really believe that it's going to be uh, somewhere around in there because uh, it's uh, it's shaping up to be that way because they uh, they haven't. Clemson hasn't played anybody in a long time. I think, not even sure who their toughest game was this year. But uh, so far, it, it looks to be the North Carolina game might have been their toughest game. But um, that's just, you know, there's still a lot to be played. A lot can happen. I know it's probably what, week eight, I think, ten, or week seven, and they play, they still got five games left, I get with Tennessee's two and five. Um uh, so there's a good possibility that uh they uh, think anything could happen between now and then is what I'm trying to say. And, and I don't know any of them schedule. So there's there's no telling, you know, what what it might uh come down to. But that's certainly uh you know, right now the top six teams uh, I would say, especially if Wisconsin with me uh right now today would be Alabama, LSU, uh Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson and Baylor. You know, that's probably uh top 16, not necessarily in any of that order, but I think it's gonna be uh those, you know, among those 16 that make up the four for the for the playoffs in college and the in the national championship game, so uh, we'll we'll see. There's like I said, there's a lot of a lot of um, football to be played yet. Like I said, I believe there's still five games. Um, we know anything can happen uh, in five games, of course. And there's uh, there's just no 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 way of knowing yet. I know we can speculate and talk, and I don't even listen to these sports show we can't hardly stand here all these guys talking more but it it certainly is is looking looking like that <clears throat> then you go then you go the pros and uh you know we still still got two meetings in the new the England patriots and uh the san francisco 49ers uh, i was just told earlier that the 49ers got a big big boost at receiver uh they uh, got Emmanuel Sanders from the uh, uh, Denver Broncos. I didn't know that uh, they was going to trade him, but I was told just a while ago. Forty Nineers got him. That will certainly help because he's, in my opinion, he's he's a top five receiver in the league when he's healthy. At least top ten. I, I'll say that at least top ten uh, when when he's healthy and uh, so that will most certainly uh help the forty ers Uh the last time I watched New England play, their defense was really, really looked really, really good. But their offense just didn't look that good at all. Uh um, I didn't get to see the game last night, but I seen where they had uh won pretty good and uh I I do like Greg Williams, the, the Jets uh D coordinator, so uh they must uh, uh played pretty good if they uh they hung thirty on the jets and have them score us. I know everybody was uh high on the jets after they beat the Dallas Cowboys there last week and uh, uh Sam Darnold back. So I think they uh they're really high up on they were high up on them. So um uh, there's a you know We'll see. I, there's, you know, there's only been one team throughout the NFL that was ever unbeaten all the way, and that's the Dolphins. And uh, they—it's uh, so tough. I mean, the—you know—we've seen the Patriots do it several years ago when I think they had the best team they ever had with Randy Moss and the Giants coming there with—you know—nobody giving them a, a chance, and uh, you know those guys making some unbelievable throws to. Um, you know, unbelievable catches, throws, and catches to to get that game and you know uh, close, keep it close, and the guys winning it down the stretch. So, you know, to me, it's just a, a matter of when you know somebody's gonna knock one of these teams off. I don't know, you know, what who either one of them play next week, but I think it's just a matter of time. I, I think. I guarantee you if you the the coaches, they're gonna tell you nothing ever uh, nothing good ever becomes from a loss and it's hard to ever rebound from a loss, but you know, if if it happens I'd say that, you know, it might be a little relief because, you know, with only one team ever doing it. And I think New England had the chance with the best team they ever had to do it. And not getting the job done, uh I think that there's there's a chance that uh, it may it may not ever happen again. So uh, but anyway, nevertheless, those two teams are uh, still still unbeaten being the uh New England Patriots and the uh San Francisco Forty ers Um, you know, the Patriots are certainly a dynasty uh nowadays and the Forty ers used to be in the 80s, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, um, Steve Young. They had uh, Terrell Owens. Back then, they had a, another receiver called John Taylor. Uh, had some good defensive players. Had a tight end, Dwight Clark. Uh, they they had a lot of really good players. Uh, you know, so now, hey, they're, they're still doing it. And Uh I had to. Glad to see their you know winning and uh, I don't even know who they won what two or three games last year. They've already won more games this year than they won all last year. So glad glad to see it. Speaking of speaking of glad to see it, I was glad to see the Titans pull the win out against the Chargers. Uh did anybody out there listening see that? Uh i <laughs> me and was and uh, some girls that play on the team was uh, eating and we was watching it. And uh, I I thought, honestly, when Mike Grable didn't challenge the first down, which I thought Patton got, when he didn't challenge that first down, I thought for sure that the uh, the game was over. I, I felt for sure that it was the first down by the way they showed it. I mean, I'm not a fan of this crap, reaching the ball over the goal line and all that, but being just the rule, you know, by that rule, he, he reached that ball cross by by a good two foot. You know, when Vabel didn't challenge it, I just knew that the uh, Chargers was gonna was gonna come down and win that game. And you know, then they had come down and score twice, only to have the two scores reversed, and then they end up fumbling, uh, the third time as they're getting ready to score with just a very few seconds on the clock. Wow! I just, I just could not <laughs> You know, I, I was thinking the whole time, man. At, at challenge, not challenging. That's gonna really come back to haunt them. Just couldn't believe it. what a, what a break they got right there at the end. And, and you know, sometimes it just <laughs> it just happens to happen that way. I know in 2017 you know, uh, we was lucky to win, lucky enough to win the championship. And, you know, one of the girls asked me before the season started, you know, what, what would you say our chances are to win a championship? I said, well, first of all, you got to win every single game that you're supposed to win. Uh, no doubt about it. There's going to be some games in there that, uh, you're just way better than your opponents. You've got to win those games. Uh, those others, you've got to compete and win as many as you can. Uh, you've got to have a, a little bit of luck. And sometimes that ball's just got to bounce your way, you know. Uh, and, and you know, it's just odd. It it, it happens that way. You know, just think, just think of how many games have been won and lost by, you know, somebody having that ball on the onside kick and it's squirting out, or, you know, somebody was severing a fumble to they just hold on to it to end the game, and the team gets it and goes on to score. Stuff like that is, is what you have to have uh, to, to win championships. No, no ifs, or buts about it. They're, you know, you have to have that ball bounce your way. Uh, you got to win all the games you're supposed to win. Compete in all the games that you should compete in, win win all of them that you know that you possibly can I know it's objective but listen there's sometimes you just line up that you know you know you're better. Sometimes you line up you know you're not you're not and uh, you just got the you got to win when all the games you're supposed to. Uh, and like I said have a little have a little help or, you know, maybe a, a bad call uh, that you haven't gotten the past. You get it goes your way. Uh, there are just certain things that you know you have to have happen for, to win a championship. Um, so certainly the Titans will take that. Uh, I think that puts them about 500, maybe or one game under. Not sure what their record is, but I know the Chargers. They had high expectations, and and they're uh, they're. They're in a bad. They're, they're in a bad situation. I mean, they're tied with Denver, and Denver holds the tiebreaker because they beat them. And um, you know, with Philip out there, uh, Philip, you know, he, he's he's the kind of guy. Yeah, if if he keeps his mouth shut, uh, you, you can like him because his work ethic's there, his, uh, his way of living is there, and all that. But man he just can't keep that mouth shut. He wants to run off about other stuff. And, uh, so I, w- I was glad to see the Titans, uh, win that, you know, what about the, the Browns, you know, they they've had big high expectations. You know, I felt, I thought for sure last year when Greg Williams took over them, when they fired, uh, the guy from, uh, Hugh Jackson, which I never did think was a right fit. Um, Greg Williams took over as interim coach, and uh, they won what seventy, seventy-five percent of the games. He was there, and then didn't get the job, and they got this other guy that's supposed to be some big quarterback guru or offense coordinator, and you know, look, look what's going on there. And uh, so I was, you know, uh, wish Greg would have got that job. I liked him, but uh, you know, the expectations for them is high and, you know, they seem to be the old old browns all over again, you know, uh, not winning, uh you know, sort of think of what won one game they probably shouldn't have and you know, the rest of them they uh they probably shouldn't have won. Uh, so they're just they're just not looking real good. I know that uh, um some of these Teams are having quarterbacks, uh, quarterbacks hurt. What about New Orleans? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater coming in there. Of course, I think that anybody could come in and quarterback that team with the weapons that New Orleans has. Uh, they've got Alvin Kamara, which, in my opinion, is the best offensive player in football in the NFL right now. Uh, then you've got uh, – um, one of the best receivers. The defense is playing really good. Got a great coach over there. Uh, three Bs. I mean, they lost one game. Well, they just lose the game we get hurt, maybe? Or they lose the next one? I'm not sure, but uh, they've only lost one game. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater is playing good. Uh, Green Bay Packers, you know, they've got what, one loss. Should have won the game they lost. Well, they lost to Philadelphia, I guess, which in turn got killed by the Cowboys. Uh, speaking of the uh, speaking of the Cowboys, uh, we did find Mike Wallace. Uh, he, he showed up Sunday. I think uh, one of our players just completely was out wandering around, and they bumped into one another and decided to talk to each other off the ledge and uh, get back to, to reality and uh, here, here Dallas has their one, one one game in a row. So you know, everything's all, all good in Big D and all the Big D fans around here uh, this week. Uh Mike's even happy if Texas Longhorns beat the Kansas City Hawks fifty to forty eight. Uh, uh, so he's he he's happy uh, as of right now. So we'll uh uh We'll see how it goes. Uh, but uh, they uh, they certainly looked a lot better. I will say that. Their uh, uh, they're Cowboys looked a lot better <laughs> this past weekend than, than they had been. Of course, turnovers, getting the ball on short field and all that uh, sure helped them. I hope the Cowboys linebacker's back, though, because uh, I like that guy, that brand guy. He's a really, really good player. Uh, I'm getting a beep in my ear saying the Cowboys are back on top in their division again, so we must have somebody out there listening to the Cowboys fans. So, uh, but then again, you don't even they, weren't they on top at 3-3. At three and three? I mean, I didn't know in the NFC East you had to have a winning record. <laughs> to be on top but uh anyway they uh, they are on top they did look a lot better they look they look like they did in the first uh, first four games that they've won uh so they uh they maybe they're back to their old way, but you know what i do i do like their uh i like their young offense coordinator. Kellen Moore, he played at Boise State, uh, was a pretty good quarterback in his own right. I like him. Uh I like Rod Marinelli. I'm not a fan of Jason Garrett. Uh, but they they got a lot of uh, good pieces to the puzzle out there. I just don't know that the quarterback's uh, you know, an elite quarterback. I will say this, their running back is sure enough elite. I know they paid him dearly, but he, he's the real deal. He is he he is the real deal. I, I heard him say, uh, heard the announcer say the other night that he said people didn't hit him, he hit them. And I love that. I love I mean, I don't like him, but I love the way he runs and the way he plays and everything's always north and south. He's always getting upfield. He ain't looking to get away from any contact, or shine of it. He he's hunting. Uh I like that. So he uh he 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 most certainly is is the real deal. Uh, that's one thing about Tamara Tamar is You know he he's that he's not that much of a power runner, power runner, but he he's really uh, really a great receiver and he's hard to bring down as well. I watched some of the uh, workouts and him training and stuff and uh, you know of how how he keeps his balance and that kind of stuff. It, it's unreal that guy is. But anyway, um, you know, it's still way too early to, to tell in the NFL. I know that uh, the Saints the Saints look really good. Um, you know, just when you think Seattle is looking like Seattle's old, Baltimore goes in there and thrashes them. Uh, Baltimore's got a – well, they've only got two losses maybe. Um, then like I said, you got the the Packers. Uh, I thought Detroit was looking pretty good. They've lost a couple in a row. Minnesota. Uh, it, it's still way too early yet to tell. Um, I know the, the Rams got back on track. They're four and three. Uh, there's a lot of good teams that I think are going to be there in the end that are four and three uh, right now. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of football, especially in the NFL, to be played. So we'll we'll see what happens along the line. There, there's you know there's a still a long way to go yet. Let's take a short break here. This second, and I'm gonna get back to uh, answering these questions and uh, uh, see if I can uh, do them any justice and. Uh, Give as
0: many answers as I can. Hi, I'm Brandy, owner of H&D Therapy. We are certified PEMF therapy as well as equine massage therapy with certifications in human, small animal, and equine. I have been using pulse electronic magnetic field technology for over 10 years. This technology is helping people and all animals with making their lives happier and healthier. H&D therapy helps all athletes of any sport by using PEMF to aid in enhancing their performance. PEMF therapy and achieving peak performance go hand in hand. When the athlete's muscles are at their best condition, peak performance is easier to achieve. We can help with improving energy, help pain management, accelerate healing, reduce inflammation, help strengthen bones, increase circulation, and increase oxygen levels in the blood and many, many more benefits to have a healthier body. Come find us on Facebook and the web at hndtherapy.com or call 865-456-1976 to make an appointment or get more information.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Miranda. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to that really works. I've had uh, several well, I say several. I've had some uh had some of it done on uh on my back and it's uh really helped. I know some of the players have had some done and uh you know, it seems to be working as well. And I say more you do it's, it is a therapy the more you do, the better you get. Uh so we wanna thank her for a sponsorship for our, uh, Tri City Women's Thunder and, and for the show here in the fifth quarter. Uh, I'm gonna get some questions. We've had a little, uh, uh, inner squad scrimmage, uh, this, this past Sunday, divided up between two teams and, and, and played, and it was really good. I learned a lot about a lot of players, seen a lot of really good things and a lot of things that, uh, uh, what, uh, uh, they that wasn't so good, so uh they we will see how things go in the uh uh in the weeks to come before we go to Titan stadium to play, but uh we'm gonna start answering some of these questions here, and uh one of them is you know is gonna be uh. It, well, one of them in, in actually is, you know, what can a wide receiver, a slot receiver, and a tight, tight end do to get better at home? And you know, the biggest thing I see, and it's not just at those three positions, but it's all throughout women's position. When I watch, well, I watched the other night, I watched Elizabeth and Greenville play, which are two really good high school teams and college and pros. What I noticed about these teams versus women's is them getting off the ball. Uh, you know, the the firing off the ball, getting out there uh wide open, you know, and it's when you're watching and you're watching as a receiver and all that, they're looking down that line of scrimmage. They can also hear, but they're looking down that line of scrimmage and when that Thinner moves that ball, they're firing out there. it. Um, you know, learning the proper way to stand uh, at those three positions to where when you leave out there, you're not taking a false step, uh, not uh, stepping backwards before you're stepping forward, no wasting motion. You know, every single thing that you take time to do, you're giving that defensive person an opportunity to cover you. You know, I heard him say this on the TV the other day, and I've said it a million times. When you go to to the line of scrimmage, two things you have on the defense. You know what the play is, and you know what SmackDown is. Those two things. But only one do we really use at our advantage, and I'm talking about all-women's football, and that's knowing what the play is. We don't get off the ball like we should, so you know, it sort of evens out. Uh, so, you know, learning how to, to do that at home, I mean, you can do this standing in your living room or in your kitchen and in your front yard, you know. Uh, this particular person has kids and boys that play. They can help her by, you know, moving that ball and, and taking a good step. You know, then, you know, just standing out there, standing in awkward positions, catching the ball. Uh, that kind of stuff, you know, learning all the plays. So, you know, uh, when you hear them, you you know exactly what to do. All that stuff you can work on at home. You don't have to have a quarterback. You don't have to have me there uh, telling you what to do. All that stuff you can, you can do at home and, and uh, you know, do yourself. Uh, Another question. What's the best way to, to improve as a DB? well, to To me, first of all, you gotta understand uh the kind of the kind of coverage it is you know now we we don't we don't play uh nothing special we just sort of stood a man up we woman up and and that's how you know we play. Knowing who to cover i mean you know if you're playing a safety you know you gotta know who you've got you gotta know if they go in motion in our particular defense do I go in motion. They're playing safety and you don't have a receiver. Cornerback goes in motion. You've got to understand at that point in time you become a quarterback. It's it's understanding is making yourself better than anything else. I mean, yeah, I'll take speed, I'll take physicality, all that. But understanding will help you make up for all that. And, you know, if if you can make those – decisions real decisive without having to think about it because on defense it's a reaction and if your first reaction is soon as such and such goes in motion and that quarterback the cornerback goes with her hey I already know I've got outside contained at that point I don't have to hesitate I'm, I'm moving up there now here's what happens if you're playing safety and you don't then you're not as fast as these other people then you're that much farther away so Then it becomes a foot race. You're going to lose it, not necessarily anybody in general, but because you're out of position, you're not where you were supposed to be. I watched, I don't know how much, on last Saturday and Sunday, arm tackling, so I was sick of seeing arm tackling from these men and these pros and all that. They arm tackle for two reasons. One, they don't want to hit nobody and twos are out of position. <clears throat> so, naturally, if you don't understand what you're supposed to do, you're going to be out of position. No hesitation. You can't you – got to do it without hesitation. And, you know, if you don't have anybody to cover, it's sort of simple. I'm playing safety. My cornerback on my side leaves. I, I become the outside contain at that point. Um, you know, so getting better – is is really understanding uh, the defense you're in, understanding who you have, the coverage uh, of who you got, you know, uh, and, you know, understand how your coach wants you to defend. Some players want to put their backs to the quarterback and push the receivers to the sideline. You know, some coaches want to put their backs to the sideline and force the receivers inside so they can see the mouth, So all that, just, it all depends on how, um, you know, your coach uh, wants you to do it. But, you know, just just understanding the position that you're playing will, will help you tremendous. Um, another question is, what do you as a head coach expect and look for as a leader of a team? Uh, Life of Captain. Well, first and foremost, you know, for me, you got to be tough. Uh, That's that's the number one thing for me. Is you got to be dependable. You got to be accountable, uh, but you got to be tough because some of the toughest players on our team don't say a word, but they they lead by example. Uh, I mean, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that when you know, when somebody needs a tackle, mate, who's gonna make it or if you need that extra yard, you know who's gonna run it. <clears throat> um, you know, those are the type of things that I look for. Um, you know, things that I don't look for is a lot of uh uh chattering, a lot of mouth, you know, I, I don't I don't like that kind of stuff. I think you'll just go play, uh, let your play do your talking for you, uh, and at the end of the game you celebrate the win as a, as a whole. And, uh, so I, you know, I probably look at it a lot different. I know, uh, of course you want production, but sometimes production comes with a lot of people, uh, you know, wanting to celebrate more about themselves. So, you know, unselfishness, toughness, those are the first accountability, you know, dependable, uh, Personable. I mean, they may get after you, but be the first to pick you up when you're on the ground, or first to help you out in a situation. All those are the first things I would look for uh, in a in a team leader. We most certainly have several of those on a uh, you know on our team. No no doubt about it. Uh, what do you appreciate most? about your players, uh, their ability to play, and they're willing to learn. Well, the main thing I appreciate them is, you know, just coming uh, to play. You know, uh, some some of these girls, women, uh, never played a sport, coming out here trying to learn. Some of them at a young age, some of them at an older age. Uh, just the fact that they're willing to get out there, uh, willing to, to learn. Uh, you know that, that's what I appreciate about the willing to show up every week. You know, the willing to uh, go through injuries and and still, you know, come back and and know that. Listen, any anything can happen. I mean, you know, you can get hurt doing all kinds of stuff. And you know, just for for me alone, is you know, I I see it every every year. It's you know, I see all these so much potential come through, but you know, I, I just told Jim the other day, you know, I'm, I don't want no tire kickers and that's so much of that is, is, uh, what, uh, 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 get, uh, <laughs> getting these questions in here left and right, but, uh, uh so much of that, you know, you get that these people are not serious. So, for me, what I appreciate the most about the players is, is the seriousness, seriousness. And, you know, the most you know, to be dependable. To be accountable. And lo- lots of people have forgotten what that means. If you don't make millions of dollars, they think you can't be those three things. And I, I beg the difference. There's, there's so much that I'm dependable and accountable about and don't pay anything and, you know, just just enjoy and love. So I appreciate that more than anything. Um, you know, the the mil the willingness to, you know, show up and uh you know, to, to learn is you know, that's uh that's so much you know, on on them that I mean it sort of leads into the same thing. But if you want to learn, I mean like this, I, you know, I I'm not poking at this going up with Several girls missed the scrimmage yesterday, and you know one of them says, "Oh, I, I need somebody to meet me show me what I missed. I'm, I show everybody I'm, you know, dedicated to it. Well, listen, I, I appreciate all that, but here's the thing: what, what can? There's nothing we can do to to show her what she missed. I mean, we could film it, we could show her, but I mean, you've never been in any contact. You've never been. You've never played. You missed all that. You know, so. So for the people to show up, to go through that, I mean, I know some of them uh, were uh, sore today and yesterday, hey, it was physical. I loved it. Uh, so, you know, for all those that stick it out, get it out, travel lots of miles, um, you know, go through a lot with their families uh, to make it. And, uh, you know, that's that's uh, a big a big thing for me. So. Uh, I, I just really, you know, if, if they're here to stay, they all got my uh, utmost respect. Now, I may, uh, you know, may get after them from time to time when I get tired of saying the same thing over, but uh, it's all for for their, uh, <laughs> their best, no doubt about it. Um. So, next one. By the way, yes, uh, one question was, uh, can my wife give me a new puppy? Yes, she can. Where do you stand on your honesty levels in the areas of improvement since you coach women? Uh, You know, you said the person that sent this, you know, knows knows the answer, but you know, it's it's tough it's tough to to improve because. Each, you know, each year is a different year. And, you know, we we try, you know, and it's not – I had this had of player ask me last night, speaking of this, you know, one of our players said, hey, how long are we going to keep, you know, recruiting or taking players or whatever? And my exact honest answer to her was, well, it depends on who it is and how much knowledge they have. Now, and, that, and for that being – we got a couple young, new. Well, let's say a lot of new, some new recruits, not necessarily young or old, new recruits that doesn't know anything about football, but they've been to every tryout and every workout. Now, I I can't tell you that they they come in as threes and they're up to ones. They're not. They're still threes, but they're way better than they were and. You know, those are improvements. Now, if they if they all of a sudden start missing, then I can't I can't improve that. Well, that hurts our whole team because it's just like this person talking about you know wanting to you know meet and go through this other stuff. You know what they miss. We're I I can't. I mean, I don't know what I can do because you miss a team thing. But each time you have to stop or start and go over and over and over and over, you're slowing the process down. And, you know, improving, this particular person that I'm answering these questions for right now came the first year we won a championship and then played on a team the next year that had the talent, we just couldn't get it together, Uh, then got hurt last year. She knows how much improvements we've made. She knows she's got to make that much more improvements. To to be a big part of this, and it's it, that's how you do it. Improve every year. You get dedication, you get commitment, you, and you get that from me. You get that from your uh, from your uh, players, your uh, veterans, on down the line. And that's how you improve it. And we got to improve our team, and then 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 it may trigger over to the next team, and before you know it we've improved the whole process, but for us, it starts right here. And, uh, you know, there's a, uh, there's a lot that, uh, we got to, you know, keep doing and, and learn ourselves, uh, to get, uh, improved before we can ever, uh, you know, reach, reach our potential goals. So, uh, i got one more question by this person, I'm going to move on. It says, what do you think you did different than the respect of other adults should treat you as a respected authority figure, not just as a peer, because we all do? Well, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is I learned a long time ago uh, from, a, from an older guy, telling a guy that I work with now, I me and him went to school together for several years, and, we were talking about it, Uh, you know, the the guy that's my boss now, I graduated with, and uh, he's both my boss. And, you know, I've known him for a long time too, but I treat him like a boss. And I I think you have to separate the difference of when, when you step on that field. I had a player that played for us for several years tell me exactly, wow, you're way different when you're off the field than you are when you're on the field. Well, when I'm out there, I want it to be all about seriousness and all about business, and then when it's over, then, then you can sort of be yourselves. I think, you know, getting, getting, you know, some of these girls are, you know, close to my age, or, or some of them are not, some of them are, you know, up there, and, and, it, and it is, um, you know, we're all adults, or not all of us, but most of us, and I think it is. You know, uh, a respect thing, and they and they understand that you know they. It's just like the questionnaire of a leader. You know, they understand. Hey, this this guy is going to lead us. If we have to run through that wall, he's going to bust a hole for us. And that's what you have to set. You know, the president, uh, the president's over. Is is how can you get that across? And you know, it's just been something that you know for the past six years that. That I've tried to really work on, and you know even some of the players tell me, you know just on sundays man i I just appreciate what you do and see and and all that it's it's just you know it's it's things and and listen i've i've I'm not I've had bad conversations with them about all these players at some point in time, you know because they might not like my harsh words or what I said uh while we were on the field or whatnot or in certain conversations but they know at the end of the day that I'm gonna be there for them. They know at the end of the day I'm always gonna be honest with them, and I'm gonna help them in any situation. But when we're there, we're there to learn, and we're there to to take it serious, and and uh, you know to to get better as football players, not just as as muddy buddies. And I learned that a long time ago. You gotta separate your friendship from your bosses or or whatever. A lot of people can't do that, and uh, I think that's the biggest thing, and I think, you know, um, just to, uh, you know, sort of, <laughs> you know, being the hard ass, I guess you'd say, when you have to be and, and not being so when you need not to be and, and that. I think everybody just sort of understands the difference, and, and it's really worked out for us, and, you know, I'm glad it has. All right, let's see here There's that's the question Let's see we got this the uh it's really good question it says what makes your coaching style more effective than most in women's football? Most teams change coaches frequently due to compatibility with the team. Well, you know again we when we when we started. Um, you know when Jim played in Chattanooga uh, down there, they tried to get me to help, not not in any capacity. Just wanted me to help, and you know what? Uh, just and see, most people wouldn't do this, and I didn't help them even though they needed a coach because I, my philosophy and this guy's philosophy and all all their philosophies were not the same. So I stayed out of the way. I I said no, and I. I stayed back. I worked with Jennifer at home and helped her on stuff she needed to work on, and I let her do her own thing. So when we started this team, everybody said, oh, that won't work, that won't work, that won't work. We've never wavered from from that. Now, it's been tough. I can't say that it's not been because we played with very few players first year and, uh, you know, in the second year. So we we we've had it tough, but Sticking to my guns and believing in, in what I'm doing, believing in how we're doing it has has been to me the most successful thing. I know a lot of these teams um, that went through so many coaches in so many years. Uh, we've lost a couple of coaches, uh, but I'm still here. And, uh, Mike Wallace has been here since the second year, and uh, we've lost two that uh, left for different reasons. But other than that, we're still here. So, there's only been four coaches here in six years. So, I think that's a big, you know, you adjust the players to what you want done. And, uh, you know, it may not be their strong suit, but you have to keep working on it now. It's maybe not the plays. You might change some of the plays to fit their talent. But the groundwork is there. There's just certain things about this organization that's never going to change. I can assure you that. It doesn't matter, or at least it won't change as long as I've got a hand in it. I can guarantee you that. And I think that's some of the biggest uh, things to, to our success. Uh, so then it says, uh, what about the Thunder allows us to retain so many players most women's teams struggle with reattention and uh commitment regardless of uh you know, to the season's record. Well, just in the I'll be honest with you, um just in the last couple of years we've started uh retaining players and we lost a lot in the beginning too. And I'll be honest, that's why we don't have uh five championships and we've only got two. Is, is retaining these players. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, but, you know, it's a process. Uh, you know, everybody said we couldn't get a team. Everybody said we'd never win a game. You know, we've won a bunch of games. We've won 80% of our games. I figured up better or not We've won 80% of our games in six years by starting from scratch, a brand-new organization uh, here in a small, small area. Uh now a lot a lot of this is we're getting a lot of players, a lot of good players from other areas and other teams uh, that like the way we do things. That we retain them. You know, other teams couldn't hold them. They weren't getting uh, what they needed from those teams, and they're getting it here. And you know, I'm I'm glad we got them. I mean, listen, our success uh, is we're successful because of them. No if ands or buts. I uh, hope they're, you know, here to stay. They like it here. We like them. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it's a different vibe here. You know, we're all about winning. We all want to win. We want to do it the right way, and that's through hard work and dedication. No if, ands, or buts, those two things. And, uh, you know, if somebody don't want to do that here, they certainly can go on down the road and play for somebody else. Uh, one more said on this same person says, what suggestion you have to players to help them stay injury free yet remain aggressive through the whole season? Well I think just just that general. I think uh I think staying healthy is, you know, naturally staying in good shape. No no doubt about it. I see uh some of our best players are not in shape. Um I know I listen, I'm not in shape either. I'm in terrible shape. But when I played I was in the best shape I'd ever been in my life. Uh I think, you know, eating well, uh, you know, staying healthy, uh, working out, staying on Amber, you know, that to me seems to be the most uh, important thing anymore is, is being agile, you know, being able to take, take these hits and rolled up ways. Or, you know, I've seen one player uh, this week fall and really hit hard and jump right up. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of them take a lot of abuse and, I, I think it's just, you know, getting yourself in better shape, no matter what position you play, no matter how old you are, how young you are, where you play at on either side of the ball, just being in better shape, being more agile, uh, you know, and staying and staying physical. Uh, I firmly believe that, that being physical, having Zeke Elliott's attitude, that I'm hitting them, they're not hitting me, I think that's a tribute to staying healthy. Uh you start letting them hit you and those hits are gonna rack up. It don't hurt near as bad as if you lower your shoulder and run over them as it does you letting them run over you. Uh so that that's you know, to me those are the uh you know the keys to, to staying healthy and uh, and I like I said I hope that, you know, we get the uh we get to stay healthy. I hope that, you know, we're in better shape than, than what we were. Uh, moving on to a different person, what was some takeaway from the scrimmage? Well, we, you know, we learned a lot. Uh, we learned a lot about, um, well, I learned a lot about uh, where we think what we need to work on, uh, no doubt about it. Um, I learned, you know, who can play where, who can't. Um, you know, who, well, I already knew most of this, but, you know, there were cert- certain things that, you know, uh, we take away from it that I, I won't elaborate on here, but, uh, you know, I will as a team. But, you know, our, our toughness is certainly uh, one of the biggest keys to our success. And uh, we've got a lot of tough girls, but we've got a lot of girls that ain't so tough. And they're going to have to get tougher no if, and, but. They're going to play here. They're going to play on this team, which is going to be a pretty good team. They better get tougher uh, because standing to the side, trying to arm tackle somebody ain't going to cut it for me because there's somebody, I'll guarantee you, on this team willing to lower their shoulder and put it in there. And I've seen a lot of that this weekend, and I was really excited about it. Uh, So, i see some really good things. Uh, If if need be, I'll answer more of that in our next uh, workout or practice. Uh, the same person says, in your opinion, what are keys or must-haves to developing team unity among players? You know, I I think that, you know, honestly, and I know i said this probably a million times, and it really is a thing, but hard work, dedication, and commitment. I think those three things will unite a team together more than anything. And that being because they're, they're all committed, they're all there, and they're all working hard. And everybody wants to work as hard as this person and that person. And this person wants to see, hey, you know what? This ain't the youngest person on the team, but by God, they're the toughest person on the team or they're the best player on the team, or this person's young, look how much energy they got. I think there's so much of that comes from those three things. I think that that will be the the keys to, to unifying a team, is hard work, commitment, dedication, and that, you know, everybody's doing their job. Listen, but I, I fully understand some of these girls are not going to play their dream position. And the reason being, there's other girls that are just flat out better than them. So, you know what? They may have to, instead of being a wide receiver, they may be a slot receiver. You know, instead of being a corner, they may be a safety. Uh, instead of being a such and such, they might be something else. You, you know what? You just got to uh, buckle down and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be the best safety I can be, or I'm going to be the best slot receiver I can be. You can't sit around and pouch or you'll get left behind, then you won't be playing at all. So, you know, if you get out there and those three things, everybody's committed, everybody's uh, working hard, you know, accountable, uh, you know, they're together. We have it being exercised. You look around and all your players are out there. Um, that's what unifies you. That's what makes you one. You know, that's what, to me, makes you whole And the, um, it, all, it all starts with your veteran players, you know. Um, be willing to help when you need to. Be willing to be hard when you need to. You know, I've seen a few girls quit uh, on some plays this weekend. It didn't make me happy It all. Still don't make me happy. Uh, you know, throwing little fits and temper tantrums and, and all that, that don't do you any good. You want to get mad, that's fine. But get mad, get better. Don't be throwing your fits and that like a kid. You know, you're going to take your sandbox and go home or whatever. Take it and go, man. You know, if that's the way you want it to be, take it and go. There ain't nobody cares. This is, this is football. We ain't got time for that stuff. Uh, you know, so I think, you know, people, I've seen other teammates, you know, saying, hey, let's go. Let's not, you know, quit. This thing ain't over, blah, blah, blah. That's the kind of stuff that's going to unify us in the end. And, and uh, I think we're, you know, we got some good Uh, leadership from our veterans, and uh, I I think we're headed in the right direction. Let's see. I know I got another one here somewhere. Let's see. It says, what does compassion for the sport get confused from trash talkers? Man, that's a good question. I'll tell you, I, I I see so many great players that. To me, it takes away from the game because they want to do all this trash talking. You know, they want to do all this smack and this and that and blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever just happened about playing the game. And and if you're not on the best team and you get beat at the end of the game, at least you can walk through there and you can shake the other team's hand and know you did everything you could. You can hold your head high because there's a certain things you can't control, you know, one person, and I'll say this a man times, one person will not win a football game. And I don't care who you are. I don't care, if you know, if you make 20 tackles a game, who's going to make the other 40, you know? So one person is not going to win a football game. And if, as a football player, and that's exactly what I'm saying, as a football player, not women or men or kids or boys or girls, as a football player, you go do your job and you do everything you can, and you do it the right way, win or lose, at the end of that game, you line up on the 50 and hold your head high, knowing you did all you could to help your team win, whether they won or not. Now, you can be sad about the loss when you get in the locker room or at practice when you work on stuff or all week, but you've got to be happy within yourself, knowing that you did all you can do. And it goes back to that question that a minute ago about the unifying and getting better. Maybe this next person sees you doing it and they feed off of it. And then it's like a domino effect. But what I see so much of is these players that are really good. They want to talk all this trash and then they end up getting beat, you know, or then they end up getting scored on or then they end up losing. And, you know, then it makes, it just takes away from the game. To me, it it just takes away from the game. I, I like, you know, if you if you can throw five touchdowns and a winning or a losing effort, you did a hell of a job. That's all I say. I don't care who you are, you, you did a great job. And you know, same way as making tackles. I'll never forget, never ever forget the year we two thousand seventeen we won a championship. One of the best players we ever played against. One of the best things we ever played against. Talking trash the whole game, working run running right at it gaining an eight and ten yards of play. Off contrast the whole game. And I'm thinking, for for what? I mean, we're almost getting the first down every time we come right at you. You might make the tackle, but I mean you're you're making it eight or ten yards down the field. You know, why? Why not just keep your mouth shut and and play? I'm gonna have a lot more respect for you than than you know, than than you run in your mouth, but I see so much of it. Uh, I hear so much of it about on the social media crap, uh, which I do not do, and everybody knows me knows I don't do. Um, you know, so it, there's just so much, so much about it. I I would enjoy the game so much better, uh, you know, if if it wasn't a celebration every time you made a play. Hey, you wanna you wanna celebrate win a championship. That's when you can celebrate. That's when old that's when old hard ass here celebrates when you win that championship and hoist up that trophy. I'll i do the little dance at the end of that at the end of that game. Uh that, that's when I like to celebrate. But until then, you know, you, you you gotta be happy, you gotta take those wins because they're hard to get. Uh you gotta learn from those losses. Um, you know, and you can be uh compassion compassionate about winning, uh but, you know, leave, leave the trash talking to, to wrestling or something. You know, something that's real, real face. I mean, you know, so, so uh, to me, I just, I just like to line up and play. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, if you beat me, say, hey, we did our best. You beat us. We'll try to get you next time. You know, if we beat you, same way. Uh I hate to lose. Everybody, anybody that knows me knows I hate to lose. I mean, that you know, just like this little scrimmage we had. I wanted to win. There ain't no doubt I, I wanted to win. But, you know, I, I watched both teams as well and learned, you know, learned a lot from the other team. But when I'm sitting over here looking and putting them in position, we did it for a reason. And that was to put them in game-type situations, game-type positions and possessions and, things that we did uh, with the ball. So, yeah, I mean, I, I learned from it. But when, when we start keeping the score, I want to win. That's just the bottom line. And, uh, you know, I'm going to learn from it either way. And uh, I learned a lot. And uh, I hope you girls that uh, that got the play in it learned a lot. Uh, we still got a lot of work to do. I mean, we're, we're green as a goer behind the ear. Uh, Made a bunch of mistakes. We got to get cleaned up. Uh, a bunch of mistakes. Uh, like I said, we got different people playing different positions, places they've never played. It's going to be a uh, it's a work in progress. You know that's that's what we are. So, uh, but I but I had a ball doing it. It really was fun. But the concept of it, you know, of grading all these players and and dividing them up and making sure each team one team's strength was, you know, one team had, uh, you know, their strength was something else, and the other was something else, and making sure they all had defensive players that could play certain positions. It, it was certainly, it was a challenge for us to get them put, the, put together, but it was a lot of fun. So, you know, that's compassionate to me. Um, you know, and I might talk a little trash to Mike or you know, him and him back forth or something, but you know, I like, I like to just play. I have talked some trash on the field these players when they get to talking, but if they don't say anything, I usually keep my mouth shut because I just like to see good play. And um, we got some girls on our team that don't celebrate, and I really, really like that. Uh, that's a uh, uh, you know a big a big thing for me and a big plus. So, hey, great questions from everybody. I I really appreciate it. Uh, getting them sent in, uh, made time fly by, uh, gets us deeper in the process of, of, of football and, and women's football and, you know, what it really takes to uh, keep it going, you know, to, to understanding it and, you know, listen, you got 25 to 30 different women out there and different ages and They all got different mindsets, and all of them, you know, play different positions, and they uh, all have different ideas, but, you know, a lot of them think the same. There's a lot to it, so being able to, uh, you know, to be the commander of of the ship and have everybody on the same page, it it really means a lot, you know, and it's a lot of fun, and and I do have a lot of respect for all these girls, you know, uh, some of them uh more so than others, uh for different reasons. Uh, not just to play, just the things they have to go through to play. But uh, certainly it's 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 gonna it's been a lot of fun and it's gonna continue to be a lot of fun here. So uh thank everybody for listening. Uh I do appreciate it and uh who knows what we'll get into next Tuesday night. But uh till then we'll see you then.
0: Hi, I'm Brandy, owner of H&D Therapy. We are certified PEMF therapy as well as equine massage therapy with certifications in human, small animal, and equine. I have been using pulse electronic magnetic field technology for over 10 years. This technology is helping people and all animals with making their lives happier and healthier h therapy helps all athletes of any sport by using PEMF to aid in enhancing their performance. PEMF therapy and achieving peak performance go hand in hand. When the athlete's muscles are at their best condition, peak performance is easier to achieve. We can help with improving energy, help pain management, accelerate healing, reduce inflammation, help strengthen bones, increase circulation, and increase oxygen levels in the blood and many, many more benefits to have a healthier body. Come find us on Facebook and the web at hndtherapy.com or call 865-456-1976 to make an appointment or get more information.